podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome once again to another Match Day edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm Paul and I'm joined by Andy. Hello. James. Hello. And Matt. Hello. And we're here to discuss our home fixture with Luton Town. How many times do you reckon we've played Luton? Whatever. Yeah. Um, 20 snow now. Yeah, 24. 19. No. Sadly, it's a lot more. It shouldn't be really. 48 times. They used to be good back in the day. And how do you reckon our record... Well, yeah, I suppose they were. But how do you reckon our, we've fared against them over the years? We've got the upper hand, surely. I'm going to go 24 wins, just as I said 24 earlier. I'm thinking back to that big board at the Centenary Exhibition. And I don't think... I think our record's better against them than theirs against us. So we've won 16 times, Luton have won 14, and there have been 18 draws. Oh, jeez. Exciting times, eh? And this is the part where we normally talk about your plans for the game. Well, we're all watching it, aren't we? Gazebo time. Do you know what? You said it's a home game. It's a bit like an away day, this, isn't it? Do you think we'll ever go back to Ellen Road again? Or do you think we'll, just, we'll always just watch games in the garden under a gazebo forever? I, I, I like you guys a lot, but I'm going back to Ellen Road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too, actually. So the team news is in. We're within an hour of kickoff. It's the same team that started on Saturday. What do we think about that? Do we have any impact subs? <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that Pablo can come on now and change the game second half, so I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite happy with, with, with the lineup staying as it was, especially against, uh, this is going to bite me in the ass. a lesser opposition. Oh, don't, say, don't say that. It's quite interesting, though, because Bielsa is probably the first manager that we've ever had who would do that if any of our previous managers if they'd made two half-time subs and then seen such an improvement in the second half they would have just started that team in the next game yeah it's true so Luton are lining up in what's been described as a very defensive manner looks like they're going to sit in apparently five at the back they've got two keepers I don't think so they might need them Oh, and you told me to be quiet. <laughs> All joking aside, as you, you've, you've said at the beginning about the record and that, it has got banana skin written all over this, hasn't it? Well, I think it was IUFC Data tweeted earlier on uh, this week or the weekend that we've only been beaten when we're ahead in a game first once, and that was Wigan. And Luton has the uh, opportunity to, <laughs> to maybe uh, double that from one to two. Yeah, not only was that game Wigan, we were also... Uh, they were down to ten men at the time as well. Yeah. That just shows how ridiculous that game was. It was. Anyway, let's not dwell on that. I'm going to say the clouds are forming now. Bloody hell. <laughs> there are a lot of uh, parallels you can draw with that game last year. The time, As much as on Saturday it felt like it was going into the... Uh, the West Brom game the Sheffield United game those fixtures from last year this can feel similarly like going into the Wigan game their position in the table but Luton have been on a good run they've uh, switched managers back to Nathan Jones they've uh, had a really good uh, last seven or so games which it does include quite a few draws but big points that has got them from being look quite cut adrift to being close to safety will they view this a game where they think that they can get a win by the look of the lineup, maybe they're they're hoping for uh, to come away with a point, and they'll be really chuffed with that tonight. 
after the last game I sort of scoured the forums again Fulham's in particular just to see what the fan reaction was and they were pretty pretty honest to be honest I thought they were going to be like we didn't deserve it etc but uh, that leads me on to this week Luton what are they saying on their forums Paul you've been looking I have had a little dig around on the Luton Excelsior uh, forum and they're actually they're very upbeat at the moment they're saying what a change in mood <laughs> Luton's not in London apparently we had this argument last yeah, time but I've been spending a bit of time today on YouTube looking at videos of people with Luton accents and it is still a, it's still, <laughs> your research. It's still a predominantly southern accent to be um, honest people from Derby have got a predominantly southern accent yeah but they say behind yeah. bank, don't they they've got that really whingy little awful it's not like a full on without that <laughs> best performance of the season it's like it's a bit toned down from that but uh, yeah they're, they, they're saying that they have a chance but the results yesterday were a bit of a kicker either way now I believe that we will go to stay up or bounce straight back if we go down it'll be having some good form and a Luton spirit so uh, they also said Leeds weren't great against Fulham but they have the class to take their chances a draw would be fantastic weren't great but good enough I'd settle for it again tonight, to be honest. 3-0, but didn't play very well. Luton don't really have a forum, by the way. They, they, they just have one of those thread things, and, and they don't comment very much. They're, they're very poor in the forum game. They had, they had a bigger thread about Amanda Holden and whether she's a MILF or not. I just imagine she said like a notice board in a post office rather than a forum. No, Amanda Holden. She a Luton fan. Completely unrelated. Someone must have just been watching BGT and decided that they fancied a bit of Holden. What was the conclusion? Yes. Oh, she's a MILF. <laughs> Flip it, heck. And she's also accessible because if you think about it, I'm going off on a tangent here. Didn't, uh, weren't she with uh, Les Dennis for a bit? French I, fire engine. I'm better looking than Les Dennis. <laughs> and I'm not an oil painting. I've anyway. Just, I've just seen you with your shirt off. Oi, oi. <laughs> X-rated. Anyway, who wants to hear what my mate El Loco Joe's been up to? Hang on one second. Angus Kinnear's a Luton fan, isn't he? Yes, he is. I've read my programme notes that I came did. this Do morning. you know what? I've really enjoyed getting the programme sent to my door, haven't you? Yeah, I think I might do that all the time now. Yeah, I was thinking that. I thought, I bet, you know, sorry, we, we have gone off on a tangent. We're in a few brackets now, but... <laughs> yeah, we are. And do you know what, as well? What? I think Angus Kinnear's better looking than Les Dennis. I'd agree with that. I reckon Angus Kinnear's Amanda Holden's type. Rich Yeah probably <laughs> Let's face it <laughs> This has got libel it all over Let's get straight on to a local joke No well, let's just London Holden So do I You love her I enjoy her performances on, As a well, judge yeah, on yeah. Panel. Did you enjoy her performances In uh, Mad About Alice With Jamie Feakston Oh no that's a flashback isn't it <laughs> Anyway programme <laughs> Yeah programme Anyway referee No programme Okay I've not opened my programme yet, so I'm going to see it after the game. I reckon get it delivered to your home for every game. Yeah. Because how many times have I left my programme under my seat? And I think, yeah, exactly. And I think that's <laughs> and I think that's why I stopped buying programmes, because I'd either leave them in the ground or I couldn't be bothered to carry it, so oh. I just stopped buying them. Or they'd get damaged. Yeah. So, and but, you don't have time to read them at the game either, do you? No, exactly. When they used to have a quiz in them, me and Paul used to do the quiz at half time, and then they stopped doing the quiz. But so. then you got to drinking age, didn't you? <laughs> if, no, if, if you're listening, anyone from the club, get the quiz back in. Yeah. Because that was a good feature. Anyway, uh, referee. El Loco Joe, our mate. Thank you once again to Joe Bedford. What a lady. So our referee for our game against Luton is John Brooks. 
Brooks was referee for two previous games this season, the last one being a reverse fixture with Luton, our one and only win under him. The other was a controversial Charlton Leco slash Kiko racism incident. The Leicestershire referee is relatively new, select Group 2 referee only taking charge of his fifth Leeds United game. Leeds stats, games 4, 1-1, draw none, lost 3. Yellows for Leeds, 7, Reds for Leeds, none, Reds by 2 yellow cards, none. Penalties, none, penalties against, none. Luton, game 6, 1-1, drawn 3, lost 2, yellows none, red none, 2 yellows make a red, 1, Penalties for none, penalties against none. What does that tell us? Gonna be a penalty tonight, isn't there? And a draw by the looks of it. Oh no, we haven't drawn. They've drawn three. I don't know what's gonna happen. I'll tell you what, that away game was probably one of my favourites of the season. The reverse fixture of this. Was that the one where Ben White came out of defence, played that lovely through ball for Patrick? Yeah, with uh, Izzy Brown rolling around on the floor. He was he was so bloody annoying in that game, wasn't he? I just, it is in general, isn't I it? think Izzy Brown's been annoying in every game I've ever seen him in, including the ones where we, we played for Leeds. Yeah, I don't. I really don't get that attitude of you know goading fans that you've played for at a previous club. You know, yeah, like it was our fault that he was. Yeah, shit. exactly. <laughs> Valid. Who put this stat in that Leeds have conceded the fewest goals from up playing the Championship this season? Four opponents, Luton have conceded the joint most twenty-five. Four. We've only conceded four goals all season from open play. Yeah, what a bloody good season! I think that's. I think I've left that in from the earlier fixture. I think you must have done. <laughs> <laughs> so in the previous fixture, Leeds had the best defence in Europe. Yeah, but I think we still do have the tightest defence this season. I just think maybe a few more have gone in since then. We've got the most clean sheets out of any team in the top five divisions in Europe. That's a bit misleading, though, that stat. No, it's not. It's still true. How much I love it, yeah, but it's not like we're playing flipping Paris Saint-Germain or City every week, is it? Yeah, but it's not like we've got... 1-0, Andy. Next point. (laughs) No, it's just because Matthew doesn't know any players that play in (laughs) defence. That's exactly true. You could help me out there, Paul. Of course I could. Who did we say? (laughs) Hort. He's been injured most of the time. I know. Think how many that have... Oh, that doesn't back him up. Right. (laughs) Predictions. What do you think? What do you think? Head or heart? Head? Your heart ain't going to tell me, is it? I think today, Leeds United are going to win 2-0. My heart says 5-0. I'm going 2-0. Head and heart. I'm with Andy. What's Twitter saying, James? Twitter is saying Leeds win 89%, draw 8%, and Luton 3%. Is that Amanda Holden voting for Luton? Possibly. Johnny Brown says standard 2-0. Alex Jones says 2-0. Bamford and click. Johnny Bradbourne 1-0. Bamford. And 4-0 if we score early. This is John O'Connor. Or a nervy 2-0 with a late second. Time for Roberts to get back to scoring. I think for this, I'm going to go... 2-1 a late winner for Leeds oh, that's the same as the away fixture yeah and the reason why I think that is because this is a difficult difficult game for us uh, I know I've been wrong so far um, but Sounds Luton are, are fighting to survive aren't they and these games can always throw up all sorts of scenarios for us these gazebos might not survive if there's a late winner <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying Paul 2-0 uh, 
Right, so three of us have gone two nil, one's gone two one, and I've gone loose five nil with me at. What's your word, James? Moist. Oh, hello. It's a little bit moist, and uh, <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Matt, what's your word? <laughs> um, pump. Go on. It up. All right. The whites are going up. Oh, hello. Paul? Ready. I feel ready for this. I think the players seem ready for it. I've been impressed by everything they've said since the game on Saturday. Alioski straight away saying, don't matter about the points difference. Same as what Cooper's said. Same as what Pablo's said. They're not taking anything for granted. And I think we're ready. And I'm going for Holden. As in... Holden to your seats! I was going to say, hold on to top at table with a nice cushion at the top. Right, we'll see you after this. Someone say something. I'm going to end up doing that thing where I try and be upbeat and it's going to annoy everybody. So uh, I'll get started. <laughs> we, needed, we, we needed 14 points. We now need 13 points. It was always going to be a tough game. They were always going to dig in and we just unfortunately didn't have enough to, to break them down. Their keeper had a worldie, didn't he? Too often, isn't it, that we're still here saying their keepers had a worldie, their strikers had one chance and pinged it in the top corner and we've had 15 and uh, and only come away with one. We missed some chances, obviously. I thought we had a few players that were off the boil tonight. I, th- I don't think Click had the best of games. So I was kind of whinging about it in the first half and then he eventually got taken off and even super sub uh, Pablo came on and he was sort of misplacing a few passes as well. But it's difficult to tell watching on TV. You know, it might be that Luton actually played well, got into good positions and defended uh, exceptionally. But yeah, it's just really frustrating more than anything else. And the, the clean cut chances that we did add did have um, just weren't taken you know there was that one from Bamford uh, where he looked as though he sort of fell over and uh, in the second half and then there was the other one from uh, Costa as well it's, it's hard to find somebody who was consistently good throughout the game even Ben White stood off their player for goal you're very quiet Matthew do you remember that Wigan game oh, <laughs> bloody hell not, the, not last season this season earlier this year where we were absolutely gutted and we were we we did the podcast in the quick fit car park afterwards and yeah. we could barely barely say anything but I think that was the last time we conceded at Ellen Road before that wow really yeah but you know we've been back in in this behind closed doors period for three games and we've conceded three goals that were all pretty excellent finishes yeah yeah which is just leads that really, isn't it? Why do we have to work so much harder to score than the opposition? Well, part of it is that we're trying to win the game. <laughs> we're stood watching the highlights on LUTV and when you put it as a roll of all the shots and all the chances, it's particularly in this second half, they were pretty frequent. 
should have won that game quite clearly this is the goal now Alioski's passing beautiful yeah we should have won we should have definitely won uh, and it's frustrating but part of me doesn't feel that bad like we knew it was going to be a hard game getting a point is good three points would have been excellent um, honestly I, from the off I did think it was going to be a tough match so I'm kind of not surprised to be honest and you know what it's a bloody cliche we're saying it every time but six games to go six points clear of third doesn't sound quite as nice does it as eight <laughs> no. no but again if you think about it if someone offered you that at the start of the season with six games to go you'd be six points clear you'd a bit bollocks off wouldn't you if, if West Brom lose tomorrow then I think that this result will look better it'll definitely look better and the key thing is compared to last season is that we're competing for two places yeah yeah I've not got much else to say I don't know about you like are we going to find the uh, um, has anyone got a man of the match that you can think of that stood out well one one thing that I would just say is that a clear disadvantage of not having the crowd there is that they can just time waste without any repercussions whatsoever but every bugger's got that going against them, haven't they? Every single team. <laughs> well, it but I think depends people, on the context, doesn't it? I think people waste time against Leeds more than against others. Yeah, the, we're the team that everyone wants to slow down. And then these drinks breaks aren't helping. I don't know about you, but we're stood what seven miles from Ellen Road. It's bloody freezing. Nobody needed a drinks break tonight, but yeah, we still had him. Andy had about <laughs> ten toilet breaks. We're not running around the gazebo like they are, though. You know what I mean? But I thought the drinks were for the summer heat, which is clearly absent. Just like our enthusiasm. As, well, as I meant the, the team, but yeah, as I, I meant the uh, goal threat. Well, the goal threat was there. Their keeper did have a good game, but there's, there's a few chances that spring to mind that should have just been buried. Two headers in particular, mm. or not headers, as the case may be. And Tyler Roberts should have probably had a penalty. Drag yeah. back while going through but would have probably missed the bugger anyway I just hope that's not a game that we look back on well if we were comparing it to the Wigan game beforehand we lost that didn't we last year and we've taken a point so yeah that's it nine shots on target nine shots off target 15 corners 75% possession oh, we haven't heard what Marcelo's going to say but I can't imagine it'd be anything <laughs> that's different. ridiculous isn't it it's not going to be any different to what he said after the Cardiff game where the, the opposition's had two chances and scored one our, our think, conversion rate is just so poor I think the key the, team. the key stat for me though on that is nine shots on target mm. I can't remember nine shots on target from that I don't know if you lot can yeah the keeper kept getting down low didn't he you, you were praising him yeah but I can't remember nine of them Sluger I think 15 corners is pretty unbelievable as well especially and when you play them back to the bloody goalkeeper every time yeah that, the amount of times we played it back into our own half was just why um, and like I think uh, Jermaine Beckford pointed out didn't he He's, he said you know Calvin Phillips has got it all but for some reason he keeps hitting that near post on corners when we could be doing something more if we have those kind of stats again on Saturday nine shots on target nine you know there's every chance we're going to score more than one goal and hopefully we'll restrict them Blackburn have lost tonight they've had a red card it's on to the next game isn't it three points off that and, and everything's looking rosy again Tell you one person who'll be happy with that. Amanda Holden. Amanda Holden's got nothing to do with Luton Town Football Club. 
Angus Kinnear. <laughs> Better looking than Les Dennis. Right, we're, we're French just, fire engine. We're just, we're just getting distracted, aren't we? Uh, has anyone got a man of the match? Yeah, Ma- Dallas. Oh, and he's probably gone, isn't he? He's picked up an injury, a hamstring, so if we miss him for a few games, and not to mention Cooper as well. Cooper apparently is a dead leg. Let's hope that dead legs are as lame as they sound and he's back and ready for the weekend. Why Stuart Dallas then? Just because he scored? It's a bit harsh. <laughs> I know, but it was alright, but he won't, none of them pulled up trees today, I don't think. I think Stuart Dallas was steady away. Like I say, I think he had less mistakes in him than some of the others, so we are really clutching straws and he took his chance when it came to him. Shame he lent back on that other one, but you know his conversion rate. Well, at least he scored. So yeah, that's what you said. Anyone else plucking a man of the match out? Yeah, I'm giving it to Ben White because I'm not. I'm not holding him quite as responsible as you guys for the for the goal. I thought it was a. Nobody expected him to shoot when he did, and when he did, it was a great finish. Not responsible, I would say. Not responsible. He just stood off like mad, <laughs> didn't he? I think that um, he was our best most consistent player over 90 minutes I think for periods of the first half he looked head and shoulders above the rest of the team Um, and some of his attempts to come forward in the second half were better than what our midfield was doing and we forget how young Ben White is but he had two three different centre half partners in that game and still looked steady away so he's my man of the match I'm going to copy you from last week and give it to someone who uh, didn't even play a full half Berardi correct I thought Berardi was alright there was one really dodgy moment some good tackles though James I don't know I don't know I I, I do agree with Matt even though um Ben White had a bit of an off day he was still head and shoulders above there was one moment I don't know if you remember where he was sort of out on the wing and you think and you just thought oh, he's, he's not the ball out of play here but somehow he comes away with it he doesn't just come away with it he comes away with it calmly and just and spreads it to another it, yeah it? and just spreads it to another player and then they start b- the build up play again and yeah his ability to control a game in really high pressure situations is is absolutely class and uh, we should pay whatever he's worth in the, when the season's over I think um, yeah I'm, I'm I'm probably going to go man of the match with him as well Ben White final word then Andy disappointed but real I suppose it, we, we all knew it was going to be a hard game but I think in back of his heads we all thought that we go on and we'll be eight points clear. We're still six points clear a third. Let's just remember that. In a third of the games, we've lost one point of our advantage going into it. So we had seven points when there were nine games. There's now six games and we've got six points advantage. That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're just clutching here, aren't we? Go on, Matt. That ain't clutching. That's no, it's, it's, I think it's right. You know, like I know, I know, I know. We do, we do get wound up by Paul's positivity, but it is the right, it's the right thing to be because if you, we've seen what it's like when uh, we let these 
partial negative situations get on top of us as a, as a fan base well if we keep that rate up we're going up four points clear aren't we so all's good what's your word Matt <laughs> two points dropped <laughs> it's not one word for start I've hyphenated it <laughs> I've never seen someone so excited about a one-all draw with Luton <laughs> realising we're still in a good position uh, my word is slog because we're in a slog aren't we it's, I'm, I had fantasised about getting promoted in a couple of weeks time but it looks like it might go down to the final day against Charlton at this rate so we're going to have to get under these gazebos again six more times and really hope for the best my word I'm going to go for similar to slog but I'm going to go for sluger <laughs> it sounds like a slug. villain doesn't it from like, like a diehard villain doesn't it Simone Sluger <laughs> yeah Sluger no no other reason I just wanted to say it and he had a good game didn't he um, yeah he did to be fair my word's grounded and I know that was someone's word the other day but it's true you've got to be grounded I think all the players will come off they'll be they'll be frustrated with that and they've got a few days now to go away before the Blackburn game think about any bits that we can tweak there might be the odd injury in there so things may change around a little bit but just being grounded in the fact that yeah, we've we've lost a tiny little bit of our advantage. However, any team in the league would take being six points clear of third at this stage. We're the only team in that position. Would have been nice being eight, though, wouldn't it? It's gone. Let it go. Would have been nice being eleven. Yeah. We need thirteen points, and we're guaranteed promotion out of eighteen. That's quite a lot. Well, everyone else needs it, not be guaranteed it. So uh. it's a good way of looking at it, and it's probably a good way to end the podcast. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks uh, to I- everyone who's dr- donated on the prize draw. As yeah, well. that's, that's will have come to an end by the time you hear this. And if you haven't, more for you. <laughs> and hopefully, we've hit the. 2000 mark but if not we've still raised a hell of a lot of money for two great causes so and I think we're leaving the just giving pages open for a little bit longer so if you want to donate feel free head to leads.com forward slash donate uh, send send some cash to some good causes you won't be eligible for the prize draw because it's closed but we'd still love you to uh, give your money generously right see you Saturday Podcast Network.